Greetings and salutations. Uh, welcome to the Wiseman Show. Tonight's episode, Predictions and Prophecies. I'm Louie, and I have W. Riz. I'm DMAT, and I have sweaty hands. First of all, happy Friday 13th, everybody. And I'm Jesse, your worst nightmare. <laughs> all right, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we're looking forward to this episode tonight. We're going to discuss several topics. Uh, a little bit of prophecies that have yet to come true. Some that have come true. Some Nostradamus. Some Simpsons. Some biblical stuff thrown in there because you can't can't do anything without that right now. Uh, I don't know. So how you guys been? It's been couple weeks but we're about a week since we've done anything right it feels like it a feels, long time because we've yeah. been pretty active lately but yeah, yeah we've been we've been banging these episodes out bro <laughs> we're like yeah. it's, it's been, been so long it's been three days oh uh, yeah it's been good <laughs> is that it no i think it's, I feel like it's been longer or more days than that i don't know yeah so we got some predictions huh tonight huh couple S- some things that are gonna blow my mind or what uh i just came upon another one that blew my mind a little bit so i hope so oh man should we just dive it's, right into that one should it's we like just... so hard to like open up for something like this because this shit can be like scary it could be fun it could be like oh my god what what the hell is there is there a way to tap into the record of things <laughs> right yeah right so should we should we just dive into the nostradamus what do we want to do here, you want to tell the yeah, one? Let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's I mean, it. shoot, why not? It'll probably lead into more stuff. So, <laughs> right. Um, all right, let me go <laughs> jump into my notes. I got called by surprise. He wasn't ready. Call yeah, with right. your pants down. <laughs> all right, so here we go. Uh, our boy Nostradamus. He was a 16th century seer. Uh, actually, he started off as a doctor, to my understanding, and a decent one to boot. Um, he became famous after he wrote a book of poems, uh, hold on, entitled Book of Prophecies. Sorry. He began making prophecies in about 1547. He published his prophecies in a book entitled Centuries in 1555. Uh, he wrote his prophecies in what are called quatrains. For those of you illiterate folks out there or who have been out of high school uh, for a long time. Let me refresh your memory. Quatrains are four lines of rhyming verse. And these quatrains were grouped in hundreds. So each set of 100 quatrains was called a century. And that's how he got the title of his book. He gained notoriety during his lifetime when some of his predictions or his poems, they appeared to have come true. And after that, he started being sought out by his contemporaries, but, like, the rich folks. They wanted to know, like, is this guy, if he's really predicting things, they want they want him to start predicting things for him, for them so they can, you know, rich folks, they like to know things so that they can make money off of it, right? Yeah. Um, and he was a contemporary of King Henry II of France. And one of his quatrains purportedly, supposedly, predicts the death of King Henry II of France as well. 
Jeez. Uh, that was like so his most. I'm going to go ahead and. Is that his first most notable? His first prediction. I, I right? believe so. Well, it's. A, I don't know if that was his first one, but that's probably his most notable one. Um, so I'm going to jump in right into that one. So many notes today. Mostly prepared. There we go. All right. So, the death of King Henry. Um, so they they knew each other. And so, at one point, Nostradamus wrote a letter to King Henry. And in it, he addressed him once as the most invincible Henry King of France. Obviously, that wasn't a good prediction. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like he's, uh, he killed him. He set him up. Already. It's possible. <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's, so, he's just lied to everybody. This is how he tricked everyone. Right. Like, gave him so much confidence. He's just like, oh, okay. You're invincible. Yeah. Stab. I do it all. Poison. Uh, <laughs> so King Henry died during a joust. He, so he, it was summertime. He had had a recent victory. And to celebrate, or sorry, he had a recent peace treaty that he had signed. And to celebrate that, he held tournaments and festivals uh, over the summer. And he was jousting with another one of the young soldiers. And he ended up catching a lance, uh, some lance shrapnel to the eyeball, through the eye into the skull. So. Dead. D E uh, E D. Well. It wasn't even like a quick death, unfortunately. It was oh a slow gosh. and painful death, and he died of sepsis. Oh, oh man, that's he brutal. actually lived a little bit after. Oh. Oh and to die of sepsis, that must have been probably weeks after then. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, sepsis. Once you get sepsis, it's like it gets pretty fast. Hours. Oh, really? It's, okay. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah, I'm ignorant. Don't for don't the for the beginning but, like, of it though. Yeah, yeah. Once like sepsis actually grabs hold, but like you can be alive and be in pain for a couple days before the infection's bad enough that you're septic. Yeah. Um, so, but the quatrain that goes along with it, I'm going to read it for you. It says, the young lion will overcome the older one, that he will pierce his eyes through a golden cage, and the two wounds will ensure a cruel death. And then, so some critics point out, though, um, that the quatrain also says the killing occurs on the field of combat in single battle. But obviously Henry died slain during that's, uh, pr- practice. That's pretty, like a, pretty accurate. Because uh, if he's having like visions I, like a remote viewer, and then he just sees yeah. this guy get hit, which is his friend too, and he's like, it's in battle. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. That's pretty legit, dude. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, you could, you could not necessarily differentiate. Right, a playful joust and like actual combat, like training versus combat, I guess. So that was that was the big one that kind of really kicked him off to us. Anyway, I think he had some other ones, obviously, that made him known to the royalty and the big wigs at the time. So another one that, and I don't know, this was one of the ones that I was like, meh, not really. It was the Great Fire of London. Supposedly, he predicted. And I'm going to read the quatrain. It says, The blood of the just will commit a fault at London, burnt through lightning of twenty threes the six. The ancient lady will fall from her high place. Several of the same sect will be killed. 
So, and they do some numbers, and 23 is the 6, they interpret as 66. And then they say add that to the mention of London and reference to deaths and stuff, and they think it was the Great London Fire. But the London Fire started from a bakery fire, a flame in a bakery, not by lightning. No one really knows what the ancient lady means, except maybe the city London itself. So that one's kind of really weak, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, four. Like when I've, Four out of ten. Yeah, I'll give it a four. <laughs> when I read that quatrain, though, like it immediately evoked um, current times. And I don't, I can't piece it all together, but just like an immediate feeling of our current war in Ukraine for some reason. Right. Like Tony Blair. For sure. Um, and... And the ancient lady immediately in my head immediately popped up with um, Statue of Liberty. Like that's what popped into my yeah. head when I read that line. Mm. The ancient so, lady. And I don't know exact I don't know exactly how to piece it all together, but I looked up like uh, ancient lady. I just put in the ancient lady in uh, DuckDuckGo or Google, I'm not even sure what the fuck Bing, I think is what I'm using right now. And it gave me Lilith. Hmm. Was was what popped up. Interesting. I've heard Ishtar as well. Ishtar. Yeah. Is like so I I don't know. I don't know that. So that one's kind of loose as far as whether or not he was right. The ancient lady is loose. All right. I got a couple more. Um, so one that seems like he was pretty dead nuts on uh, was well. There's two. There's the coming of Hitler. And which was it's pretty close, I'd say. And then the Hiroshima Nagasaki bombs. Nagasaki. So the let me grab this one real quick. Uh two six. <laughs> Every time I see Lewis's camera, I think he's like got a police officer. I got, I got pulled over. <laughs> so I so I got these lights going in the background. <laughs> and so I was at the Halloween store earlier. And like you guys have cool backgrounds, mine's just like my the shed, like the bare wood walls of my barn that I'm chilling in, and like the TV. So I was like, oh, let me try to do something cool that isn't like a fake background, you know? Right. I like it. Um, so I it's gonna, so I grabbed yeah. these strobe lights. Yeah, I like it too. And I got I got purple and blue, but it looks like just I'm sitting in front of a cop yeah. car right now. Yeah, you're getting you got pulled over by a squad squad <laughs> car. Holy moly. Uh, what is that what you got over there, Steven? <laughs> Steven's drinking some more olive oil this episode. I had to, I had to pull that out there. Some more salad dressing the down the tubes. It's good for the Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the prophecy of Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Um this is Nostradamus's quatrain two six. It says near the harbors within two cities. There will be two catastrophes and the like of which never seen. Intense and torment by a bomb, human lives are ended. Mm. Crying for help from the great god of mortal. Oh my god. That's intense. Yeah. Like that totally. Yeah. Whoa. I can't. I mean, and obviously there's some bias because like it, like we knew going in that that's supposed to be about Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head that would be. That even relative yeah. to that, wow! Now the two waters part, boom, bomb, many people die. Yeah, that's nope. so. That one was cool. Uh, do we want to do the Hitler one? 
Yeah, I want to yeah. hear. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm so sure this, this can probably fit a lot of different people, but I'm interested. The, the hister part, right? That's the part that everybody dwells over when he says history. Yeah. Um. All right. Let me find it here. Write it down. Two twenty four. All right. So, like, it it works for the most part, and the history we can talk about because that one is. Some say it's wordplay. Some say it's it's in reference to something else, but it still kind of fits. Right. It's not necessarily naming Hitler directly, but just someone from that area, and it could it could work. So the quatrain is: Wild men, ferocious with anger, cross over rivers. The great part of the battlefield will be against Hister. Er, it's a translated to Hitler, but Hister. Non-translated, it says Hister. Right. Uh, in armor of steel, the great army will make the assault when the child of Germany shall heed no one. Hmm. He actually says child of Germany? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know so that. So in French, in French it says, Quand rain infant, the Germain observera. It's so funny. Are you trying to speak French like you're German? <laughs> no, I was trying to speak. You're speaking I was French speaking French in a German accent. But I was reading, I was reading it more like... Um, like if as if it was Latin, not French, because ah. I can't do a French accent. Well, sorry to tell you, but you sound awful German. It's because I sound angry. So that one, when I read it, like until you get to the German part, and obviously the Hister part, maybe, but like I immediately I start thinking about. Uh, current events and what's going on between Israel and Palestine. Okay, right? so this is, well, this is the one wild men for this. this ferocious within, but I have I have another one. Like I, I read another one just a second ago that blew my fucking mind. Right, yes, blew my mind. So but let's let's talk about this 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 Hitler one. We're still there. Um what what do you guys think of this? You one? sold me on do you think he you sold me at Germany. You think he got yeah, it? Yeah a German child, right? Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. sold me at Germany for sure. When the child of Germany shall heed no one. Hmm. It's, it's slightly okay. vague, but um, I mean, it's you can compare it for sure. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay. The guy killed, mass murdered all <laughs> yeah. sorts of people. <laughs> yeah. Mostly Jews. Wild men ferocious with anger cross over rivers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because he think, would just. I and I don't think there was ever like a anti Christ figure. In Germany, ever other than Hitler, so I think he kind of like I can't think that kind of isolates the figures of Germany. Is that true? Okay, we'll fact check that. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a handful, you know, but are they German? Maybe. Right? Not, yeah, in, not I, in Germany, I don't know. Not in Germany, but yeah, okay, in exactly. Europe. All right, I can I can agree. So, do me a favor. When do you guys look up Mabus real quick? M A B U S. Does that sound familiar to either of you? Kind of does, yeah. Mabus. I'm looking at Okay, I thought it might to you, Mabus. Mabus. But. All right, my bus. Ray Mabus. M Y B U S, Urban Dictionary, Mabus. No. M Y M A B U S. M A. No, Y. Just M A B U S. Okay, Mabus. So. An alleged predecessor to the Third Antichrist, mm. or the Antichrist itself, according to Nostradamus in popular culture. 
Interesting. Uh, okay, I wasn't I wasn't sure what would pop up for you guys if there was something else. So this quatrain number two sixty two, I was scrolling through and I saw this, and obviously with what is going on right now between Israel and Palestine, this is like. It like automatically you're like, oh yeah, he fucking nailed it. Yeah. So it says Mabus then quickly at this time will commit mass murder. There will come upon men and beasts one horrible slaughter. Men and beasts? Then what like what's what's what do you then, think he means by that? I'll let you finish, but we gotta go back to that. <laughs> yeah. Then one shall see a coup of vengeance upon all. There is a great taking of lives, thirst, anger when the comet shall pass. And so someone, Holy I don't know, who, whoever, so whoever put this together, they do kind of like a little synopsis at the end of each quatrain. Which comet? And it says, That's the first thing I think of. Well, so it says, Nostradamus employs a word game to describe the third Antichrist, Mabus. Mabus will appear when the comet passes by in the night sky. Mabus is the hidden culprit behind the initial attack that will ignite the flames of war between the sons of Isaac, Christian, Christians, right. and the sons of Ishmael, Islamics. Yep. After Mavis fulfills his destiny of starting World War III, his life will be quickly brought to an end. Dude, this 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 is deep. <laughs> this is fire. So, yeah. This is on fire right like, now. I was not expecting to, like... Get it really? I mean, yes, I knew we were going to talk about some stuff like this because you were going to be talking about biblical prophecies, I assumed, later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we always kind of get into that stuff. But, like, just like this wasn't even one of the prophecies that of Nostradamus that I came across earlier. And it just, so it just clicked just now. It like was it, meant just, to just be. Just boom. Like, I'm, I was just scrolling at synchronicity. Okay, so break it down. <laughs> what do you, who do you think Mabus is? Um, I mean, it says the third Antichrist. I know that the Bible does talk about there's there's five kings, there's one that's not yet come, and that one that is. So, like, there would be, like, a total of seven. I'm not sure exactly if if maybe the number is correct, but definitely the correlation between Isaac and Ishmael, or is, right, is that correct? And then... Yeah. So, like... Real quick, the the Bible talks about like a. It talks about when Israel's established, become a nation, and that all of the uh, Jews basically all kind of moved back to Israel, and this kind of pertains back to like the whole 1948 Israel becoming a nation, and then all of the people kind of starting to move back into the nation from Europe and from the Middle East and all this kind of stuff, and there's will be like torment war there will be like a terrible time upon israel from the surrounding nations and that this antichrist does make a peace deal with israel and the many so like there oh is my a God, covenant it's Donald Trump. so there is so well this kind of like goes back to the abraham accords because you said mentioned trump so we'll just kind of tie that in because he did sign the Abraham Accords to try, which is a precursor peace deal between those countries and Israel that they've been at war for hundreds of years now. And it just kind of ties in what Louis was saying. Yeah. Which is interesting. I didn't know this. I did not know this. Yeah, I'm I didn't I did not know this. 
Well, now you know, so you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's go back to that second uh, line from the quatrain. Upon men and beasts, one horrible slaughter. You said you wanted to come back to that. So men and beast, like real quick, I'll just talk with you guys. What do you think he's meaning by beast Animals. specifically? I would okay. think animals as well because so it starts with mavis then quickly at this time will commit mass murder there will come upon men and beasts one horrible slaughter so if you go by just our current events you could say that that would could be hamas's attack Mm -hmm. right where they came in and they just started killing everything indiscriminately Mm -hmm. right it allegedly or actually, however you want to look at it, right. like, so you know, beast is the actual, whichever, which, because like, so, li- like actual beast. No, so so like, he actually be- uses the word beast in his writing. Uh, yeah, says desgens e bestes. Okay, which I assume I would like is to know, like the etymology on of men and beasts. Exactly. Let's know right, the etymology to see what he actually. But my my thought was like men and beasts. So like cryptids. Bigfoot. He's obvi- he's o- he, well no, but he's obviously talking about an antichrist figure, basically like making war with men, right? Mm-hmm. So in Revelation, the antichrist is actually referred to as the beast. Oh, so there's a there's a there's a beast system, but then there's mm. he's actually rep- he's actually represented as the beast as well. So it's so just kind of like that's what I kind of big big contradictive. To you, what do you mean? Doing it that way because he says it's going to destroy men and beast. Well, because the Antichrist Antichrist makes war with men because those that don't bear the mark, he kills. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but it says destroys men and beast. Right. Is that what that says? Maybe I heard it wrong. Um, Maybe I heard it wrong. Hear that again. I could have heard it wrong. The, well, the translation says, upon men and beasts. Upon men so and beasts. One so whole, destruction upon men one and beasts. All. Okay, so I, I, okay, I can yes. see it that way. That's why I wasn't fully like 100% on yeah. what... I just heard that word and I was like, hold on, that kind of like file. Okay, file. so walk us, file w- walk us through the rest of this. What, what is your thoughts on this, Louis? Um, I am having a hard time not attaching it directly to what just happened okay break that down in israel break break it on down so so those first two lines are the hamas attack right then the next two the next line is then one shall see a coup of vengeance upon all and that just to me that is the retaliatory strikes like israel saying fuck everybody yeah. We're going we're going we're going to fuck you up if you like we're we're giving you the heads up. We're coming. If you are still here when we show up, you are going to be dead. Like yeah. they have given that warning, right? Makes yes. sense. Like they that and, and our they, tax dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and then the fourth the fourth line of that quatrain is there is a great taking of lives. Thirst Anger when the comet shall pass. Okay. So all right. So we gotta to look me, up if there's a that. Go ahead. Yeah. So I was I was searching, um, Any... trying to do a couple things at once here. Uh, the great taking of lives is going to be World War Three, and so I was trying to look up if there's cur- both. I was trying to look up the etymology of bestis, which is the French word, and it keeps coming back to something Germanic. 
Um, oh, wow. So you're right. I, you were I, speaking I, in the correct uh, um, tone. <laughs> Maybe dialect. I was. I don't know. But he's French. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then I was trying to see if there's any comets currently in the night sky. Well, look um, up any comets that passed. Um, any comets that pass in the next few years, like the comet shall pass, was during. Well, you're. Was during. You know what I've been. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt. What I've been thinking about is our the conversation we had with your dad the other night, and he kept saying he told us 24 months is was his time frame, but then he wouldn't elaborate on why. Oh God. Yeah. Okay, I do remember that briefly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and uh-huh. so, like, now I'm thinking, like, all this stuff, if there's a comet within the next two years, like, war is almost inevitable. Like, a full-on World War Three is almost inevitable at this point. Like, Comets are very... Like, what all... Yeah, that's... What kind of wild shit is about to go down yeah. that these... That the, AI knows about and that your dad's afraid to even tell us. He did say that. I totally forgot he said that. I'm gonna yeah, because to... you asked him a couple times. You're like, no, let's go back to this. Don't change the subject. And he just kept going like like nothing. And I was like, all right, well. Yeah, welcome to my, he's welcome to my childhood. He's done, been doing that to me since I was a little kid. I think that the, the wars, like, like, there's a lot of predictions as far as like the wars go. Have you guys ever heard of Albert Pike's predictions of the three wars? I heard World War One, World War Two, World War Three. Yeah, I heard. I have not. I don't know anything about it. Well, the th- well, let's uh, go. Let's go ahead and segue into that because yeah, uh, there's a couple other things that I got on Nostradamus, but it, it definitely go ties it. into like what what Louis talking about here. And so, Albert Pike, he's a 33rd degree, uh, highly known Freemason, and um, I think he even has a statue in Washington D.C. But he he's responsible for a lot of the revamp of Freemasonry. Uh, in the late 1800s, but in the late 1800s, in 1880, on uh, May 24th, he wrote a letter, and in this letter, he kind of discusses his views of how the future will hold three world wars, and he talks about the breakdown of, you know, the reasons for each war, and it's kind of crazy. I, I, I want to hear what you guys think when I, what year when I was, say this. What year is he from? Well, he's late 1800s, early 1900s. Oh, okay. But in this letter he he wrote, it was uh, 1880. So he says here, allegedly, right? <laughs> uh, the First World War <laughs> must be brought about in an order to permit the Illuminati to overthrow the power of the, of the Caesars in Russia. Oh my God! And of the making that, and the and of the making that country a fortress of aesthetic communism the divergences caused by the again tour or agents of the illuminati between the british and germanic empires will be used to foment this war at the end of the war communism will be will be built and used in order to destroy the other governments and in order to weaken the religions wow so world war one yep Louis' face is so funny, <laughs> dude. That's that's crazy. Louis' face, dude. Is what? he crying? What the no? What the fuck? It's just like it always comes back to what we say. It's like, uh, 
people know what's going on, there is a playbook out there, and certain people are following that playbook and making that playbook yeah. happen. Mm, yeah, and I feel, you know I, I mean? feel well to to piggyback off what you're saying. I feel like there's, I feel like they don't just know this stuff like out of the blue. Which at the end of this show, I would definitely like to talk about with you guys. How do we think these predictions came about? Do we think they were dreams? Do we think like it was occult activity? And it goes a lot deeper into that. I have my own little theories that I kind of research, which are nowadays known as like government projects. It's kind of super cool stuff. Remote viewing. Weird, but interesting. Uh, So moving on to the Second World War. He says the Second World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences between the fascists and the political Zionists. This war must be brought about so that Nazism is destroyed and that the political Zionism be strong enough to institute a sovereign state of Israel in Palestine. During the Second World War, international communism must become strong enough in the order to balance Christendom, which would be then restrained and held in check until the time when we would need it for the final social cataclysm. Interesting. Dude, I don't look at the wars this way, but when you read it, it kind of makes political sense, I guess. Like, that's why wars are kind of fought. It's kind of just weird. Yeah. And I know I'm reading it like a dumbass, but the screen is pretty far from me and I can't see. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's the second world war and which just makes sense. It destroys fascism, destroys uh, Nazism, uh, builds up Zionism. What took place in 1948, which is a biblical prophecy for Israel to become its own nation. In 1948, it became, and it was established as a nation through the Rothschilds. Let me, let me say this. Um, and since then they've been their own nation in which is weird because not weird but it's it's it brings a lot of conflict because the israel nation technically is in palestinian land like that's why they're fighting over all this stuff today like they see it more as like the the israelis have have a territory Mm -hmm. that and but they want they want the land still similar right, like so, tai- taiwan type of deal yeah 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 no yeah 100 percent. so this one this is the big one this is world war three so pike then predicted a third world war which he said must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences caused by the agenda of the illuminati between the political zionists and the leaders of the islamic world He continued to say, the war must be conducted in such a way that Islam and political Zionism mutually destroy each other. Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on the issue, will be constrained to fight to the point to complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economical exhaustion. We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke an formidable social cataclysm which in all its horror will show clearly to the nations 
the effect of the absolute atheism, origin of savagery, and of the most bloody turmoil. Oh my wow. gosh. Well, I like, feel like that's <laughs> happening right now. You know what I mean? I feel like that's, that's <laughs> happening kinda, right now. Because there's, there's a lot of like sp- spiritual things based off of all this war like going on. It's all pretty much faith-based. Yeah, look at what's going on with... Uh, you see a lot of people trying to read the Bible now. You see a lot of people trying to dive into their sp- spirituality because they've seen so much turmoil and so much like uh, just brutality in the last decade. And they're like, you know what, I'm, this is, you know, this is enough. Maybe we should come to a moral and ethical standard for ourselves instead of keep going down this. Oh my gosh, dude. So hold on. It goes on further. Hold on. Then everywhere, the citizens obligated to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutionaries will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and the multitude disillusioned with Christianity who deistic spirits will from the moment be without compass or direction anxious for an ideal but without knowing where to render its adoration will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of lucifer brought final out in public view wow that's a little creepy Dude, so what's I just, the? I didn't even see. I, I didn't even see this part. This was like a, a, another quote from it, and I was like, <laughs> P, "Postscript." I saw. P. I saw Lucifer, and I was like, <laughs> "Hold on, hold on, man!" And uh, but it kind of like goes on with the normalization of, I guess, Satanism and pop culture. I don't know. That's like okay, kind of like what I'm thinking. Right. So you Maybe. think that's what the doctrination is? Because it says doctrination, or or what does it say? Does it say doctrination? Does it say scripture? It says pure doctrine of Lucifer. The doctrine. The doctrine. So Zionism's gonna get so if you think about it, like Islam, Judaism, basically the the, the main religions of the world are gonna get destroyed in this war. And Doja Cat. And the Drake. new the new religion will be a satanic religion, but I don't know what to make of everyone in the world having a satanic religion, it kinda I'm Bro. just like, how does how would that work? I get how, I, I get the conditioning, but I, I don't I don't think Bro. we're there yet. Maybe I don't think Bro. we're there yet. Is what I'm saying. We're there, bro. Look well, at the well. Just imagine. Look at, look at the music. In... Look at the music. Look for at the sure. culture we're in right now. No, Everybody for sure. Everybody loves but... the Satan stuff, satanic stuff. Like we're there yeah. right now, man. I, I but imagine where we'll be in ten years. Like, imagine this war goes on. It just started, right? So, like, imagine this war goes on for 10 years, goes on for 15 years, and then, you know, they start hitting it hard with releasing a lot of more pop culture stuff and, you know, try to to condition the youth and everything with more narratives and worldly narratives going on. It could. It could. I'm not saying it's not. I, I believe it is. But... It's just like, man, I don't want it to happen right now. <laughs> okay, let, let me make let me make a let me just make a, a point here. We live in the most influential society, and and that's the United States of America. Our media, our our pop culture is the most influential in the entire world. And when you look at the music, and you look at 
the just the culture in general the movies the music a lot mostly the music but a lot of the movies too dude this is influencing especially the young especially with the music it's influencing all the young people in the world like there's a lot of satanic stuff that's been just pushed out more and more and more and more and more so you you know i think it's already started you you're you're obviously right like the war the the world war three has yet to truly begun and when it does it might just go overboard and i think it's it's gonna drag out but it'll it'll turn up turn up i think when everyone gets involved and i don't know i i hope nukes aren't I mean, Louis definitely knows way more of like what's going on world-wise, military-wise. But like, if nukes just start getting, if one nuke gets sent, dude, I think it's complete. We're we're done, dude. Like, get in the ground, get in the ground. I don't know that it is anymore. <laughs> so there, there's a lot of talk about like now, like the, the like the yield on a lot of these nukes can be dialed in so well anymore. That I don't know that. Just because one country, like, sets off a nuke. Like, maybe, like, if Russia or, or Iran or someone just starts fucking send, like, full send, right? Mm-hmm. Then we'll, I think we'll have, uh, not that any nukes aren't that big a deal, <laughs> but then I think we would have <laughs> a huge issue, right? Because then other countries, I think, would be more inclined to respond to just try and intercept even, right? But if it's just like a tactical nuke somewhere, I think that unfortunately that's like that's the I guess the word on the street is like tactical nukes are expected to become part of the game Mm -hmm. and like they'll just be used every once in a while. So in the future, in the recent in the recent future that you're talking. Yeah, like suitcase size nuke kind of deal. So we're talking like you know uh, I mean? Mission Impossible, like, yeah, suitcase. Airport. I haven't been there. I haven't seen that movie like, yet, dude. fucking Killstreak. I, I haven't seen that oh, that particular movie. You open movie. up the suitcase like, and you do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. yeah. You got the Killstreak and fucking doom done. Uh, which we're going to be on Call of Duty here soon, boys, November. We're definitely going to play some games before we all die, okay? Ooh. <laughs> Zombies. But yeah, so I just want to say one more last thing about this whole doctrine of Lucifer or whatever. It is kind of like, you know, it's like what we said before, the conditioning of, of this, of this. I don't want to say new religion because it's been a very old religion, but it's becoming like, it, it went through the desensitized stage already and it's kind of becoming normalized. And it's like people are getting more normalized with the occult, with, you know, I guess demonic uh, not I don't want to say activity, but like just more more occult normalization, and then uh, you know the music industry, the film industry, all these kind of influential you know platforms are definitely hitting it hard, especially like in America because we are I guess like the pop culture leader oh, of the dude. world. Dude, yeah, everybody funny, copies I was, us. I was watching a. I was watching some of the news today, and there was an Israeli guy that was talking on on the uh, on the Israeli news channel. It was in English too, and he's wearing a Tupac shirt. I was like, "Oh wow, okay." Oh my god, <laughs> it's, it's got a Tupac well, you, shirt. I was like, "Okay." When was this? When was this? This was today. 
You know why? Because they just supposedly caught Tupac's killer in Vegas. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Probably something to do so. with that. But Louis, I want to, we'll move on and I want to hear, uh, I want to hear what else of Nostradamus we have for our viewers. Okay. Bring it to me. I have a couple more things. So I'm, I was looking while you, you were talking, um, I wasn't ignoring you. No, that's fine. Was, that's okay. <laughs> was I was. You. I saw I'm it. He used, was I was. I'm used to it. That's I was okay. looking to try and find <laughs> comets that are currently visible. Oh, mm-hmm. oh Apophis. And oh, I, well, I didn't. An, that name didn't stand out that's to me. An asteroid. But there is there is a comet called it's Comet C slash twenty twenty F five. And then in parentheses, it's nicknamed. Do you know what its nickname is? Golly, dude. Um, Wormwood? Hitler. I don't it's know. Nothing, it's Hitler. M- master. Okay. That popped out to me. Just boom. Master. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, let's see what this motherfucker's doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, like, so it is visible not to the naked eye. It says that you need to um, long exposure photography. You can see it. Uh, there's a whole bunch of nerd stuff here that I really don't understand. Con- it's currently in the constellation Andromeda. I don't know if that me- means anything biblically or prophetically. Andromeda. Uh, it is above the horizon currently. When you are in Greenwich, United Kingdom, you can see it in the west direction above the horizon. So, All right, everyone go outside now. Look. Dude, I, I looked yesterday. I saw a really bright uh, star, like abnormally bright, uh, to the right, due east of the moon. And I'm hmm. like, "What? That's very bright. I wonder if that's it. I know we have an eclipse, uh, an eclipse tomorrow. I believe. Yes. Yeah, the there's a solar eclipse. Yes, happening. The feast of trumpets. Which, the feast. That's what Just it's called. Trump. It's. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. little horns little oh man Uh that that stuff was i was just getting more weirded out last night i was like man i i usually just talk to myself about this but they're talking to me about it now and i'm just like hold back d-matt hold back to to fill everybody in just just kiss them with it to fill everybody in Donald Trump is the Antichrist. <laughs> Just to fill it in for you. Oh, you said it. You did it. You I did said it. it. I said you it. did it. He is. Oh, Damn it. man. All right. It's inevitable. So, We're all okay. going to die. Back to ye old Nostradamus. Do we want to do the um, Kennedy assassination prediction? Oh, yes. Or God. move on. <laughs> or, or, or move on to... Um, like things that may happen in 2024. You think? Do you think 20... it's significant to? Because I know some of the Nostradamus was like, eh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Is JFK? Do you think he hit anything spot on with that prediction? Uh, let me see. I gotta find. Because I know I saw I that. Couldn't and find. Like, Whoa. He... I couldn't. I couldn't find the whole quatrain. Let me see if I can find it real quick. But so he, um, he's like he's literally. As I said earlier, hundreds of quatrains. So, just trying to find a specific one takes some time. Yeah, but this is definitely one of the, his most famous, obviously, right? It is, it is. But, like, I found an article that discussed some of these. So, I was able to find um, 
some stuff on it, but not like the whole quatrain in order like I did with the other ones. Oh, okay. Um, so, obviously, the killing of President uh, John F. Kennedy is one of the most pivotal moments in our 20th century, right? Uh, it, it It was a big deal. Some say Nostradamus gave us a hint that it was going to happen. So, the part of the quatrain, one, one of the ver- lines is, From on high, evil will fall on the great man. Ooh. So, that's obviously, if you want to take it as a reference to uh, sniper or snipers, mm-hmm. right? Uh either on the grassy knoll or in the book repository. Um, and then another part of another line from there is a dead innocent will be accused of the deed. Hmm. And people take that as a reference to Lee Harvey Oswald, who oh my God ended up, he ended was, up he was killed yep. soon, soon after. Right? right. Um, and everybody says he was actually innocent. He was a, the fall guy. Right. And so, um, and then another part of the line, it says, this article goes on and says, Nostradamus assures us that the true guilty party will remain in the mist. Ah, they still do, even when they came out, what, a few years ago? Biden say something about, you know. Yeah. I mean, and I think why that prophecy makes a lot of sense is because it's been, I think those people that were involved are dead. So they're gone. There is no, yeah, you know. I mean, there's a good chance that all but like maybe one, <laughs> like the people, like all that way at the top, everyone else was killed or died in an accident, right? Or poisoned or some shit. I think RFK knows. <laughs> See what I mean, I think RFK knows. His father was Cyanide. was killed too, right before the uh, the uh, primaries, right? Yeah. yeah, I think he knows. RFK knows. He's in the loop. Okay. He won't tell anybody though. Um, as far as uh, old Nostradamus, these are all past ones. So there's some stuff that people are claiming that he might be able to that he's gave predictions about like 2020. I guess he predicted some of the seismic activities in 2020 or 23. The 2024. That there will be one thing he says that dry earth will grow more parched, and there will be great floods, uh, very great famine through pestiferous wave. Hmm. So, like with those lines alone, it's um, I mean, that makes me think of China already, right? They've been in, in super drought. And pestiferous, what does that mean? Pestiferous, um, I'm assu- I, I don't honest, I don't know, but if I had to just figure out the word, I would say aggressive, similar to pestilence or pest, mm. so oh. that there will be some sort of like, um, like, like if I'd say some bugs or something or whatever. It takes out crops and whatnot, mm. but like it just befalls the whole area. Yes, uh, like like a wave, harboring an infection and disease. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, adjective on that. Yeah, harboring. Okay. Yep, you're right. Um, so so there's that, but it makes me think of China. How they've 
like they're the was it the Yangshi the like all that Asia area has started to really dry out, right? Yeah, and so they're they aren't be able to produce the same amount of food that they normally have. Even India isn't able to produce as much rice as they normally oh, have, gosh. and so they've they stopped exporting rice. Really? Jeez. I think they stopped. When did that happen? They stopped. Oh, uh, a month or so ago. Wow, I didn't know that. They put a ban. They put a ban on rice exports, and they're like they produce forty percent of the world's rice. Oh my god! the The only thing that they were exporting was the basmati rice, and I think they might have even stopped. That's that. my favorite rice. No, I like jasmine. You're tripping, bro. <laughs> Basmati's better, dude. Get off. Nah, yeah, it's yeah. too light. Flaky. He likes the heavy rice. Right. The heavy rice. He likes it thick. Yeah. Two C's. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, guys. <laughs> I like plastic rice. <laughs> <laughs> I like plastic rice. You ever seen uh, that where they put the rice in the pot to see if it it's, there's plastic in it? Well, they, they put the rice in a hot pot dry, and whatever rice melts is like, it's plastic, and all the other rice is burnt. <laughs> you ever seen that? Never seen that? Look it up YouTube. Uh, no. It doesn't work. I tried it. I didn't have any plastic in any of my rice. <laughs> Nostradamus. The um, there's another one where supposedly he predicts war with China or confrontation with China. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> my mom said Jasmine in the chat. Fuck so you, he, Jesse. He, he predicted. <laughs> do I care what your mom thinks about rice? It's you, my you preference, guys. It's what I speaking like, not of, what you like. Okay. Yes. Totally, totally off. Well, it's similar top, but like speaking of the chat, the first. <laughs> oh, dude, thing that was in funny. there tonight. Yeah, that was funny. That was a good. One. Bro, <laughs> dead. The evolution of beard growth is back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beard growth. Yeah, he's Sorry, Stevie's growth. got the mustache. Louis got the partial, and then I'm boom. We got Bam. me. Yeah. We got me here. Uh, full beard. Birdie, yeah. I'm a man. Have a beard, I'm a man. I have a beard. I'm a um, man. So some of the oh, some shit. of the words that he used, I don't have the whole thing in front of me. Um, it says in a quatrain which opens with a vision of combat and naval battle. He writes, "Red adversary will become pale with fear, putting the great ocean in dread." And the question is, is Red Adversary a reference to Communist China? Or Russia. Or, uh, I mean, it could be Russia, right? But if you do it along with the Great Ocean. Um, Pacific. Like, the Pacific is, is right there. Well, so is with Russia, right? too. Yeah, they don't have, yes. But yes, it's not really, but they, yeah. They, yeah, they don't project naval power so much to that side, typically. I would assume not, either. Because it's only, like, what, a point near Alaska? Is a very small dude. This just like yeah. Well, I mean, so, yeah, yeah. so from like the north of Japan over, basically, like how Alaska looks going out towards them. That's how Russia looks going the other way. Golly, so we... geography. Dude, talking about these countries makes me think of the damn Euphrates River. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah, oh, my gosh. I've been actually. I have been thinking <laughs> and and researching a lot about that. Oh Not, man! Like, that's like, actually, I feel like nothing's well, how sticking. could it be drying up like naturally? Like I always look that kind of stuff up, and it's just it's weird because I can't find anything. And Dude. another thing that's weird is that there's there's new rivers being formed in Syria, which is another 
prophecy. I'll get into that later. Okay. That's about as far as I think we can go with Nostradamus that's going to make any sense for us. Wow, he really is Nostradamus. Wow. I thought you were going to come with (laughs) some. I mean, it's pretty good. It was the German got me with Hitler. That was good. You know, that was a, that was, I don't know, I think that was the best one. Hitler, the Hitler uh, predictions. Well, we can't have a predictions and prophecy episode without talking about the damn Simpsons. Big facts, big facts. Tell me something, Jesse. Dude. All right. So, okay. The Simpsons, everybody knows this now. Dude, we've been seeing it everywhere. It's all over the internet. It's all over TikTok for the last, I don't know, a few years. Since like 2016. And it probably started because of Donald Trump. But unfortunately, that video of Donald Trump going down the escalator was made just weeks after he actually went down the escalator in 2015. So everybody's saying that Donald Trump, that's the video. That's not the video. The real video was made in the year 2000. Uh, it's it's an uh, episode called Bart to the Future. And it was made in, in 2000, right? You're and breaking Lisa, my heart, dude. I, was, I, I felt for it so bad, dude. I'm yeah, pretty sure millions yeah, of too. other people did. And you oh, did yeah. too. Oh, I did too. Oh, yeah. I was like, look at this. I was like, look at this. The guy drops the sign just like that guy drops the sign. Like, and he's walking down and then the he, stairs he, he, the same. He gives a thumbs up at the end. I was like, Oh man, it's the same. Yeah. It's like if if you really look into it, I mean just compare the animation between the early 2000s and 90s and then the, you know, 20, you know, mid 2000s to the, the 2020. You, I feel like understand. a time traveler. Animation's different. Yeah, so so the real episode Lisa it's called Bart to the Future is made in 2000. She says that she picked up a debt of the economy, a big debt from Donald Trump. And the creepy part, I mean, that's that's cool. Like you predicted Donald Trump um, in 2000 wanted to be president. But if you really think about it, Donald Trump in the 90s had an interview where he said he might think about running for president. So that was all yes. over Forbes magazine. And yep. so that wasn't a super hard prediction. But in the episode, you see Lisa sitting in the Oval Office and she's wearing a purple suit with pearl necklace. And what do you see with Kamala Harris when she first got inaugurated with Joe Biden, she's wearing a purple suit with yes. uh, some type of white necklace or pearls on it. It was very similar. So the that was stupid creepy. Ass, the stupid ass official story that they gave why she wore that purple dress was because it was the mixture of blue and red. Oh, shut and I was up. like, it's, I was like, no you're still not getting me. You're still not getting me. Like, I get Bro. it. You're, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. There ain't no <laughs> red in that. There ain't no red in that. Well, when you mix no, red that, with it's blue, how you make man, purple. stop trying to lie to everybody. It's a purple dress, bro. It ain't blue or red. It's purple. Okay. Are you, re- are you so re- dumb are you re- sometimes? Are you retarded? It's when I don't you care. mix the so colors. Dumb. I don't care. It's a perfect mix of blue and red. That's stupid. It's dumb. It's when you mix the lights that are behind Louis. You dumb mother. Yeah. Why didn't you make? Why didn't you make a suit for her that was red and blue, half red and blue, or some shit? See, that's a purple light. Uh, anyways, anyways, so okay, you got that one. That that's a pretty creepy one, right? And then you got okay, so the ones that really stood out that were real. It's really hard to disseminate 
if that is a word, between the reality, the real stuff people are posting, like on TikTok and YouTube, because there's a lot of fake stuff that people make about The Simpsons predictions. But at the same time, there's like equally a lot of real stuff that is made that, that The Simpsons had actually predicted. And one of them was 2008, season 20, episode four. They aired an episode around election time uh, and they aired it. It's Homer trying to go to a voting booth and it's an electronic voting machine. And he's trying to click on Obama and you got Obama and you got John McCain. And every time he clicks on Obama, it goes to John McCain. And he just, he, you know, <laughs> Homer, he gets frustrated. He's like, oh, he keeps clicking and it keeps going to John McCain. And then the machine opens up and swallows him and like kills him and spits him out. And then the guy puts an I voted stamp on his head and it voted for John McCain like seven times. It was a funny episode. But then in the reality of this is in 2012, there's a video out of Pennsylvania um, where they had to remove uh, one of the voting machines because it was a faulty voting machine. This actually happened. And actually, it was during Obama's, Obama's presidency run during, uh, against Mitt Romney. So they showed it. They aired it. You can look this up online. It's not that easy to find, but you can, you can find it. You click on, on the, the one voting machine, you click on Obama, and it checks the box for Mitt Romney. That actually happened. And that was, you know, that, that's, that episode was in 2008, and this actually happened in 2012. And it was Obama running. So, it, you know, there you can say, okay, Obama, they did this. Obama already was president or was about to be president. It was running against John McCain. So it was already, like, kind of known. Yeah, but regardless, just to just to add in something too, so Jesse's kind of he's talking about the whole voter fraud shit that kind of is. I think it's a real thing. I think it's, it's very easy to do it if it's electronically done. And well, it's even easier when you have mail-in ballots. Oh, oh yeah, a hundred percent. So when I was looking into the machines that they used in this past 2020 election, they used what's called the Dominion machine. Mm. And so when you trace, this one is kind of kind of mind blown a little bit. So when you trace back the etymology of dominion, it goes back to medieval Latin, and then back to uh, Latin, and then the Latin before that, like the very first of the Latin, which is dominius, which means lord, master. So it's mm. like it has full control, like full authority. Yeah, dominion. Over. Right. It, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of. I was just like, oh, that's kind of weird. I don't know. It is weird. Unfortunately, the company Dominion later sued whomever for dissemination. I think they won or or whatever it's called. They they sued somebody. They won because everybody was saying, oh, it's Dominion. You know, remember the time Trump and. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think they won that. Unfortunately, I wish it were true. It might still be true, but they won the lawsuit. So, all right, moving on from that. That's That's a creepy one. That's a creepy one. This is a really cool one, too. Uh, in 2010, season 21, episode 12, episode called Boy Meets Curl, uh, the Simpsons predicted that the USA <laughs> would make a comeback win to beat Sweden in the Olympics to win gold. Okay, that was in 2010. Well, in 2018, eight years later, the United States men's curling team made a big comeback against Sweden to win gold. So they were successful in that prediction, and that was eight years prior. And they... What happened in the episode was uh, somehow uh, Marge, Homer's wife, got hurt. She broke her arm, and they were like, "Oh, it's over. We're gonna have um, we're gonna have the USA sign like a waiver and saying we're out. We're out. You you got gold. We're forfeiting." 
And then Marge came back and was like, no, we're going to we're going to win this. And then they came back and won. Um, so that's a really interesting one, too, because it's, it's like, how do you, you know, you can say, OK, these are the normal teams. Everybody that year expected Canada to win. I do know that. But you can say, you know, these these teams are normally in it to win it. And these teams normally win and these teams normally are close. And so, you know, that's that's one where, again, they no one predicted that the, the United States was going to win gold, but it, it's not a super hard prediction to make. But still impressive. Definitely impressive. Okay, so then the last one I wanted to talk about, and I'm dude, there's definitely more. There's the Simpsons has predicted a ton, and Stevie will get into some of them too. But the last one that I thought was pretty funny was um the Siegfried and Roy. They Simpsons in nineteen ninety three had an episode where Roy was attacked by a white tiger. Well, in 2003, Roy Horn was attacked by a white tiger live during <laughs> the show. So another prediction. Yes, everybody knew they used white tigers and white lions. That was their shtick. They liked the, that type of animal. But still, it's, it's a little creepy. It's like, okay, good prediction, you know, but very plausible. She was very plausible, but still you got to say... Like, they've been working with those animals for, what, 20 years, 20-plus oh, years? Yeah. So, like, odds are it was going to happen eventually, but the fact that the Simpsons are like, this is going to happen. A white tiger, specifically. Yeah. And it was exactly yeah. that. And it was, <laughs> I believe, did. in the show. Well, I don't think they use their real names in the show. I'll have to go look into that. I'm not going to say that. So Stevie, what what do you got from The Simpsons? So I, in, in what was it in the, I think so the one I got, it reappeared. I, I remember it coming out like five maybe five eh, I'd say five years ago or so, and because of the submersible Titanic catastrophe that took place, this kind of re-aired on all platforms and everyone kind of saw it for the first time uh and or people that didn't see it before and so in season 17 episode 10 this is in 2006 homer goes in a submersible sub and is on a mission with uh one of his long lost fathers uh, which he thinks it's his long lost father. And so he's going down to the bottom of the ocean and they're on a trip to try and find a lost ship. So when they're down there at the bottom of the water, Homer gets stuck in a coral and he starts to lose air pressure. And so it kind of goes in prediction with what took place with the Titan submersible that was going down to observe the Titanic with five carriers and had, you know, an implosion 13,000 or I think it was like 10,000 feet below sea level or whatever. I just kind of found it interesting and weird um, that, that the Simpsons, that they were actually going down there to kind of look at a ship that sank years and years ago. Uh, 
and it's it's like okay, interesting, say the least. Yeah, it yeah. is. Not, not what a year was that episode? I don't think this was season seventeen, episode ten. This is in two thousand six. Two thousand six. When did the movie Titanic come out? Because we knew James Cameron was already down there messing around. Right. James Cameron was going down. James Cameron has been going down there for years. I think he actually leads that. Um, leads that expedition pretty much. I don't think a lot of people do go that far down deep. I think he's even gone to the Mariana Trench, which is even. He's deeper. gone to the. Uh, he's gone to the Titanic. If you check out our Titanic episode, yeah. you'll know about all this stuff. Yeah, and he's <laughs> gone down to the Titanic thirty-three times. Correct. Thirty-three times. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, and what's funny is in in the Simpsons episode, they were going down there to kind of not only find the ship, they were trying to find like lost treasure. Which, when you look at the Titanic movie, what is the whole purpose of that submersible team going down the, to the Titanic? They're the trying necklace. to find, find the jewel, the necklace jewel. Yeah, yeah, kind of crazy. Oh wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so the other one I have here is they predicted the God particle. This is season ten, episode two. This is one of the most shocking Simpsons predictions yet. The Wizard of Green Terrace. This is, shows Homer's attempt at becoming an influential inventor like Thomas Edison. In a small part of the episode, Homer's seemingly nonsensical writing on a chalkboard reveals itself to be a complex math equation. So it's the math equation at itself that started to take uh, interest in a lot of scientists that were seeing the episode. And so a, a renowned... British science writer Simon Singh told The Independent, which is a mag- uh, uh, article company, that Homer's final figure on the chalkboard is article company. Or, yeah, like an article. Yeah, whatever. Uh, publisher. So <laughs> the Homer's final. So that Homer's final figure on the chalkboard isn't too far from the 2012 CERN Higgins Boston discovery. And if you know anything about CERN, like they're the ones that are trying to recreate what they think is the Big Bang, and they're they're smashing atoms together at the speed of light, trying and, to play God. Yeah, which they exposing. So, and he says, if you work it out, you get the mass of of a Higgs boson that only a bit larger than the nanomass of a Higg boson actually is Singh said. That doesn't make sense. It's kind of amazing <laughs> as Homer makes the prediction 14 years before it was discovered. So I guess Wait. he's maybe a, a little off with the, with the formula, but the main it's part a- of the formula that he wrote on the chalkboard was close. So do you, do you, do you think these... Writers for The Simpsons, for Matt, what's, however you pronounce his last name, Grainy, Graining, Grony. I never know how to pronounce it. I've seen a... Go ahead. Do you think that, like, he's like Nikola Tesla, where he's just tapped into the Akashic record, and he, like, shit just comes to him, and he's like, I have an idea for a new episode. Let's put this weird shit in there. Or do you think it's like they're... Um, like on Rick and Morty, where like the science is plausible, yeah, because the the writers on the show actually have, are like have doctorates in like physics and shit. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a, a calculated a lot. Most of it's calculated. Like the the writer, the guy that made the show was like, well, you know, if you make enough predictions, 
one of them is going to be true. And in his case, there's dozens. Not just that, but like comedians and and writers and stuff like that, they, like good ones, are incredibly insightful people. You know, they're not they're not idiots, no. and they they can they can read trends and they see what the fuck's going on. So, I can imagine that just even making a joke about so like we do it all the fucking time, like we just come up with the wildest scenario that pieces a couple things together and fucking six months later we're like holy shit we were right yeah and it's weird too because <laughs> we'll be like hey let's have my dad on and talk about artificial intelligence and then four days later joe rogan has sam alter on and talking about artificial intelligence it's just weird we do that a lot mm-hmm. i think hollywood has a we're lot t- to do with it though and if you think of like hollywood at itself like the meaning of hollywood and if you go back to ancient times or whatever it goes back into witchcraft, sorcery, wizardry, <coughs> things like that. I think the new term, I think you said it earlier, Louis, that this Akashic record, but a lot of a lot of sorcery, witchcraft, and wizardry was tapped into by those specific practices. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of Hollywood, I'm thinking that Hollywood, yeah, you have like the mafia style there. You've got the people trying to make money. You've got the writers, the producers, and all this stuff. But I do think that there's some sort of, I don't know, if you call it Illuminati, that's kind of the higher up above all those people that give them those maybe ideas. Maybe they know mm. the predictions. Maybe they, they've that they've tapped in like yeah, psychics into yeah, into the into the the realm or whatever. So they've seen these things themselves, and they want to kind of put it out as like predictive programming. And if oh, we're talking too. about predictions, right. like it's, I think predictive programming is probably the most liable prediction source. So what if what if this? I just I just thought of this. So that so along the same vein, it's Hollywood. It's there. It puts out these this programming. These writers come up with these ideas, wherever it comes from, if they're tapped into the record. What if? Has anyone ever looked to see, like, is L.A. or Hollywood or that, just that area of California, is it, like, along a ley line? Is it, Ooh. like, well, people go there and they're, all these writers, is it, like, has it created its own energy that says? Yeah, there's Felicity, there's know, Fel- the, Felicity Arizona, you're, California, you're, and that's where yeah, all the you're, ley like, lines. putting out, yeah, you're putting out yeah. all this like this specific energy for this specific thing. Like, is it creating its own, like, I think I have an answer for that. I think so too. I think it's in the movie, uh, Babylon. I think it was, which that movie was about how Hollywood actually started. Hmm. I don't know specifically in the movie, if it was about ley lines or anything, but it, it shows that they were really in the occult Mm -hmm. before they, this is like just after Thompson, Thomas Edison, you know, where he was actually the one that started Hollywood pretty much because of the light bulb and filming and all that kind of stuff, but that they were super into that. So, and I wonder if, I wonder, I guess that kind of goes in like, I wonder if these areas that might be, you know, in the occult or that are in the occult, right? Yeah. That it's more useful in the ley line area. Maybe there's gates, maybe there's, maybe it helps 
the that's looking glass. I, I don't know. That's, <laughs> what, that's that's what I was gonna say. There's one spot in in California that's not well known. It might be to the like the Hollywood peeps, but I don't think it's well known to them or anybody really. It's called Felicity, Arizona, California, and it's where all of the ley lines. The only one of the only I think it is the only part, but it's where all the ley lines converge to one center, and they call it. They made their own little cult there, and they called it the center of the world. And when you go there, we've talked about it briefly. We've talked about a DeWise Men trip going there, too. When you go there, they make you sign, like, a waiver and agree to, like, some occulty, you know. They, they make you say, like, they make you, like, say something. And it's just weird. But Laurel Canyon, speaking to, like, you think, like, where did, where did uh, the occultish stuff come up in California? Laurel Canyon, that's, like, the CIA. When you look into, like, uh, Jim Morrison and a lot of these... Um, these up and coming uh, artists and Hollywood people back in, I don't know, the early 40s, 50s, 60s, they, a lot of them were like MK Ultra, like CIA stuff. Like these guys, they had homes there and their, their parents were part of the CIA. And I don't know if they got the occultish side from the CIA or not, but. It's definitely like you you get it. You go watch the hippie. You go watch what's that one movie with uh, the new movie with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where they go to the the place where they're all like hippies and they're all like in a cult together, and you got Charles Manson. That's you know in a cult convincing people to kill other people. For whatever reason for just control well that is later proven in the book chaos that he was given lsd by the cia so to to control these people so to answer your question louis that there is a ley line going through los angeles mm. there's there a ley line is, going through yeah, so there, there's a ley maybe line. and where he's where jesse's talking about that is where the the main part of the ley line is i'm not saying the nexus yes like where then it strands it's, out it's from a convergence yes yeah it's a nexus a nexus point mm-hmm. is that the, the only in the world though is that like the only dude and it's no, the biggest there's, it's the biggest there's nexus. several around the world it's the it's one of the biggest nexuses in north america that i see i think they try to Cause there's convince a, there's you. a couple nexuses in florida and there's ley lines all throughout like they're they, I mean, it's it's the whole world. So yeah, right, but, yeah. Right. There's yeah, there's ley lines running everywhere. Right. Just gotta harness that energy. We need to take a camping trip, Stevie. Yes, we do. Fucking like just sleep on a ley line one night. <laughs> see what help, see what comes. The to ground's us. vibrating. Is it vibrating <laughs> yeah. for you? No, that's just my. It's me masturbating furiously <laughs> next to you. <laughs> it's like a paint shaker. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, there's so many Simpsons ones that we can do. Um, if you type it into YouTube, Simpsons predictions, whatever, you can go ahead and see a whole bunch yourself. My question to you guys is, how do you think... So, we talked about Nostradamus. We talked about... Simpsons, what do you guys think is the tool that that these people are using to make these predictions? 
I think we briefly touched on that a little bit. I just think, I mean, well, we we it, mentioned ley lines. We mentioned, I mean, a, a you think, cold. You but think there's, maybe there's some more things that I like, I know I've done some research on. But I was just wondering if there was anything if you're else. Talking about Meditation, like Nostradamus, and like that type well, of stuff. That's like spot on. That's that has something to do with like I don't know, spiritual or meditation so, or whatever. So so he was very religious, and he claimed that this this stuff came directly from God to him. Mm. What was uh, his faith background? Was he just a uh, can't can remember? Second. Sure. I'll find it real so quick. So one thing that I was um, looking into while he looks looks at that, but he mentioned Nostradamus was a seer, right? I think you you mentioned him, he was a seer. Yeah, he was no he was known as a seer after he started so, making these predictions. So was that like a fortune teller in, back in the day or is I can't remember exactly. I think there's there was like uh, crystal that, gazing. A seer is is well, just people who have visions, right? It's I don't it's I don't sure. know that it's specific to. He probably didn't label your, himself that though. I mean, I'm sure he was just labeled that. Now. Yeah, yeah, and he um, let's see, um, so he did a lot of traveling. He studied different occult practices. Uh-oh. Derived from the Kabbalah, it says. Oh, there you go. Um, oh, see, yeah. And then numerology. Afterwards, afterwards, he said it was he was constantly pursued and persecuted by the Catholic Inquisition because he was a um, sorcerer. Damn. Well, well that brings in that that brings Catholics. in the point because seers were known to be crystal gazers and crystal. Mm tellers or whatever and that they would it's kind of like that crystal that uh that glass ball ball, crystal ball whatever you know you'd see it in cartoons see bugs bunny do it in disney cartoons and all this other kind of stuff and they would tap into the spiritual realm and it, it almost made me think like so so even if these if they are tapping into the spiritual realm into the spiritual realm but like how are they is it it kind of brought me back to the hermes thing where as above so below and how he kind of like talks about that as how he breaks that down is what's taking place above is also taking place below and it's almost like is is earth the battleground where the spiritual forces manipulate things here on earth seems that way you know like like there's we know there's good and bad right so like how i'm trying to say this is these spiritual forces know what's there what's going to happen and when someone taps in through a gate a portal you know, through meditation or whatever. And they, they give them this information because they know that they have most of the control of what goes on here on earth. But we think we do, right? It's like, it's like, no, I've got free will and I can do whatever I want and this and that. But, but it's like a, the influence factor is like what I'm saying. So, so if they know what's going to happen in the future because of the influence that they have on people, Maybe that's how they're kind of channeling this information to people so that they do make their predictions because 
Oh, okay. Yeah. They know, you know what I'm saying? It's really hard because when you're talking about the spiritual, the spiritual and then the physical, like we literally don't know shit, the physical, like we don't know shit. Um, speak for yourself. Yeah. Speak yeah. for yourself. Dude. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's all kind of weird. It's hard to talk it about is. because it's, it's hard to even you know, put my thoughts around it. You you bring up all that type of stuff. Was Aleister Crowley a predictor as well? Like, what, did he have predictions? Well, I think he, he was did. A, I can't believe was, I didn't think about it. I think he does. He was he was a channeler, so he was he would channel entities, uh, and we all know, I guess the the main specific one that he would channel. And no. Do tell. Oh, so he channeled a entity. Oh my god, these are the creepiest stories. Yeah. So he he channeled an entity called Lamb, and this is where I think we get the pop culture imagery of a gray today. That was also known as Pan too, wasn't it? Lamb, L A M. Lamb, Pan. I think was a was another one. I I think he spirit he. I could be wrong. I think he would do Pan a lot as well. Yeah. And he was super into the ancient Egypt culture and religion and all that kind of stuff. So I guess we can move on to biblical prophecies. You guys want to do that? Some, it's, it's about fucking time, Steve. It's yeah, interesting. Now, it's man. interesting. Jeez, to bro. say the least. <laughs> you're, so, you're, you're pushing to talk about it every five minutes, and come on, man, come on. All right. So obviously, my most favorite one is the end of days prophecies, and Ooh. with all the things kind of going on with Which, Israel and the Middle East, we're there, Bran. We are there. there. We are getting closer. It's warm. And so (laughs) the biggest one I think I'll go over first is the book of Matthew chapter 24. And as I bring that up right now, I will show you if my app would work. Damn it. So in this chapter, it is the process of things and how, and when they take place in the later days and which talks about then the second coming of Christ. So this is very hard. Boom. Wow. Okay. Bam. So it says, take heed that no man deceive you for many shall come in my name. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. So take heed, let no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated for nations, for all nations, for my name's sake. So I thought that was interesting with especially the uh, the famines, the pestilences, and the wars and rumors of wars. So In diverse places. In diverse places. Uh I think those things will be something that we will definitely point out if it does happen uh, or when it does happen. And 
because I think it's all going to take place in the the time of the tribulation, and then the Bible also has predictions about the tribulation. Uh, I will say the most interesting on top of that is another prophecy from 1 Timothy chapter 4. This one's kind of interesting. So it says, So it says that in the later times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, that kind of makes sense in a in a in a day and age where the occult is really normalized. But speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Wait. So that right go back there. To that. that one right there. Abstaining from meats. What do you mean? Abstaining from meats. What so, kind of meats? We're in the end times. Like real like, meats. Why is there so meats. many vegetarians? Climate, Vegans. Like, climate change. Vegetarians. Vegans. Vegetarian. Uh, that we're going to eat bugs. You know? It's weird. I'm not, I don't know. That one really bacon. kind of was like, I was like, what the heck? It. And he said that they command you to abstain from eating meats. So it's like. Abs- wow. Wow. Dude, dude, that's okay. nuts. Vegans, <laughs> that vegetarians are evil. <laughs> Bro, there's well, been so like many guys. That, it's like that there's... woke culture and the 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 new age, you know. Yeah. With yeah, yeah, especially yeah. with the with with the World Economic Forum and just the the agenda, right? Like the whole Agenda Twenty One thing kind of makes me feel like abstaining from meat. Like that's one of their objectives. And they they even explain how eating bugs is healthier for the planet and it's, you know, it's more sustainable than the system of what we have today. Mm. And it's just all weird. I don't know. The it famine thing too, the famine thing too kind of makes me think because Louis did say something about, right? So So some countries are starting to run out of food production in certain areas yeah well i mean even in the united states currently like farmers have the yield has been super low this year just because the weather has been so crazy like there's they like crops aren't growing fast enough and then all of a sudden because there hasn't been any rain and then all of a sudden there's rain and they end up just rotting in the fields right um there's a lot of like the cattle like we haven't seen it really yet that like meat price, beef prices are going to go crazy because the farmers have just been selling their cattle, like just to get it to market. And, but there's not going to be fucking any around next year because they don't. Like, oh man. Yeah. Oh, um, and wow. what, what else? There was another big one that was um, like potatoes have had a real big issue this year too. Jeez. So, like, potatoes, corn, like, a lot of the corn has been going still to fuel, which means there isn't as much food-grade corn, right? It's all fuel-grade, or, like, it goes to animal feed yeah. because mm-hmm. the stuff that – that's that's the only stuff that's made it out of the field is, mm. the is like, the shit product. Right. Oh, yeah, and- speaking about that real quick, the Simpsons predicted the 
the like uh, where they take the animals and they're feeding the animals to the animals. And then after that, there was like yeah. a whole crisis of like mad cow disease because they're feeding. Well, that's that's gonna be us when we start eating Soylent Green. Oh, Soylent Green. That's right. I forgot about it's that. It's the people. We will be eating people. Yes. Oh my gosh, dude. I'm not looking forward to it. We'll be eating, living in our cubicles, living in cubicles, eating the bugs. And if you want meat-ish products, it's 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 going to be the convicts. They're just going to, people are going to start disappearing in mass. And it's just going to be, we're just going to be eating each other. Here, eat this. Zombies. It's good for you. Zombies. It's everything, everything in here that you need to grow, to build a human body. Because it's a human body. Yeah. 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 They already do that with when they fertilize peppers with Soylent Green in reality. They use pig waste. Like they they let the body decompose and use the sludge to to fertilize peppers. Oh. That's already being done. Well, I mean, that's that's a little more natural. Pigs aren't human. Well, they're close. Well, I mean, humans. The nickname for a human is Long Pig. Long Pig, yep. Ah. Uh, so the next prophecies I have here, this is just about Israel, says that um, basically Israel will become their own nation, and when they do become their own nation, that the inhabitants of the of that area, you know, start making their way, I don't know if that's the right word, but they start making their way back to their land, which that took place in 1948, Israel was established a nation, and you know they were they've always been controlled by Babylon, Rome, uh, those higher empires, and also it has been predicted that has come true that the second temple would be destroyed, and it was built in 60 something ad or 50 60 something ad and it was destroyed in 70 ad by the romans so that kind of came true and that the later times when i say later i just mean like the end times that the surrounding arab nations or arab nations will attack israel and this comes after when they preach peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them. And what's funny is, is that 14 days or 15 days ago, I think it was, no, one month ago, I'm sorry, one month ago. Remember I was telling you guys about the United Nations meetings and stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, in those mm-hmm. meetings, all they did was preach, every nation was preaching peace and security peace and security peace and security and especially when israel prime minister got up there he preached that there's going to be peace and security between the nations and all this stuff and that he even talked about that there's going to be a new trade route that they're working on after this peace deal to come through from asia through saudi through israel and then to europe and so this is why i think that huh they were saying the same thing during COVID. They're like, peace yeah. and security. That's all they kept preaching was yeah, peace and security during COVID. Yeah. I mean, but that's, yeah. that just that just goes to show that the prophecy is it's there. We're in that there. We're in that yeah. time frame. Yeah, yeah. And I think that this. I don't know if this is the beginning of the sudden destruction because it says after they preach 
peace and security, then sudden destruction like cometh upon them. So I don't know if I think we might have just opened the book and I think we're we haven't seen the true issues to arise yet. And I'd say my last prophecies that I super like to get into is the one world system, right? Like the whole one world government, the beast system that's talked about in revelation. And this beast is kind of broken down into four characteristics. And these four characteristics, if you go back to the book of Daniel, it explains that these were like the four main empires of the world. And so it's just explaining to you that this is a huge nation, like this is not nation, but this is a huge empire that is, has overtaken the entire world and that there will be one ruler that runs it and that, you know, there will be a currency system that will be set in place to control your buying and selling if you have the mark of the beast so like the beast is the system then there is a beast running the beast and then there is the mark of the beast so hmm. if you don't have the mark of the beast then you cannot buy and sell anymore and i think we can see at least some of the groundwork being done as far as you know, CBDCs being talked about, all of our money are in banks, we have mm -hmm. no control over our monetary system, even if we think we have some freedom over it, we, we really don't. Again, uh, go everything back to is so, electronic, go, you know, everything's electronic today. Bro, go back to COVID real quick. Like, look at what they did with the vaccine. You don't have your vaccine card, you can't come into the restaurant. You don't have yeah. your vaccine card, yeah. you can't leave your house. You don't have your vaccine card. You don't have your... It, they did that during COVID, and they pushed that. Yeah. That's the B system for sure oh, right I have there. A I have a huge theory on that, too. Go ahead, Louis. So, recently, there was a, a bill trying to get passed. The camera was through the Senate or through the House for instituting the CBDC, right? And the... Apparently, like, the banks and senators and everyone was against it, which I found surprising. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, if a CBDC gets passed, banks no longer are required to exist, mm. which means that, like, yeah. all these – they can't lobby senators for shit because they don't exist anymore. So, like, all the power that would be lost, even from – the corrupt individuals that are fucking shit up right now. Like yeah. they would lose so much power and control if a CBDC was instituted. They like, they would have zero reason to exist. How was that? Explain that. Well, see, so CBDC is just, it's so central, uh, uh, digital bank currency. And, uh, that like that one institution, the central bank, or central bank digital currency, um, that central bank, they create it and then all they can create as much as they want. They can like, however they want to structure it, they can do it so that every month they create another set amount or however they want to structure it. But then they are in control of it and they can say like, all right, I'm 
going to give everybody X amount and we're going to start from zero, right? So now, like, everything else that exists, it doesn't matter. I mean, and I guess technically banks could exist. Yeah. Where they would adopt their the own. central bank could. Yeah. I think well, it's the, the, the illusion. But, but, like, they lose. Yeah, they lose power. I mean, we're already on a digital currency. Yeah, yes, we, we have the ability to have physical dollars. But, like, it's all fake and made up already anyway. Yeah. So. And I think that we, like, there is just, like, there's one bank of the world. Like, there is one bank. And I think that's kind of like what you're saying, where these banks don't have to exist. They don't. It's just a. It's, these banks are just middlemen for the one bank. Like with remember, kind of the, like it's that the already. bank. Yeah. Well, it's it's the bank that runs the world is the Bank of International Settlements, and then underneath them they have they right. have the they're the King Bank. Then they have the Queen Bank. Then they have the child the children. So it's like. Everything gets, you know, funneled and and pushed back up to the top, and that's who's actually, like, authorita- authoritating like this central bank digital currency, and it's just trickled its way all the way down. You know what I'm saying? So if yeah. they if this again, it's like it's a it's a push it's a push and then stop approach that I think they're taking. Like they can't push us too far because then we'll revolt. So they got to push us a little, a little, just a little bit more, just a little. Forget about it. Not like everything's good for two years. All right, push again. Mm-hmm. Everything's good for a yep. year. Push again. Yep. And it's kind of like when we look at history, right? Um, you know, a hundred years ago, we had just paper money that was actually backed by, uh, you know, actual gold and gold. silver. And so we, it's, we've progressed to where we're at today and we went from paying things with money to now paying things with credit cards. I mean, even people were saying that was the mark of the beast back then and, and it's not, mm. we're not there yet. I think we have a little, a little ways to go. You know, people are paying with their credit cards, right? And then now people are starting to pay with their phones, right? And now people are starting to pay with their palms. Like if you walk into yeah. Whole Foods, they have what's called a palm pay. And so... This Palm Pay registers, it, 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 I think you have to set it up with Amazon, number one. But I'm not sure exactly if it reads your, your, the printing of your hand, which that's unique to, your, to the user. But what's also unique is your veins in your hands. Mm. And you can, you can look that up too. It's kind of cool. Interesting. But kind of bad at the same, th- same time. Oh, well, yeah. And yeah. Once, one, I think what's going to accelerate this, this next goal which is this cbdc it's going to be the cyber attacks it's going to be the the crisis against the digital identity so then they have to actually come out with some sort of identity process to where it's going to be so biometric that that's how they can easily slide in technology if they want to like if they want to slide in a microchip okay well everyone's used to scanning with their hands scanning with their rec you know their um Rectum? Retinas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they said rectum. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's good. I'm in. Yeah. You, you <laughs> son of a bitch, I'm in. That's your real third eye now, gentlemen. Oh, uh, that's a YouTube short right there, dude. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a prophecy, man. And the world's moving that way. It's weird. The world's, world's moving. It's on I'm, pace, and it's 
It's on pace. It's on. I'm just imagining on the point. Walking into <laughs> we're walking into Whole Foods. I got five pounds of <laughs> of uh, my soiling green now, or my bugs because I can't get beef. <laughs> and she's like, uh, "It's gonna be it's." It's going to be $45. I'm like, all right, cool. Zzz, drop my pants. <laughs> fucking put my butthole on the, there's like, on the reader. There's like shit on the reader from like people scanning their ass too from the, <laughs> from the floor. <laughs> the robot there that's like scanning you is like wants to kill himself because he's like, dude, I've been getting farted on all day, bro. What the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> bro, on the real though, the, the, this, the, pro, this prophecy is, Dude, it's it's probably the strongest one because the the, yeah. the COVID stuff. Like it, it says, you cannot buy or sell, or eat, you can't do anything without having well, the mark of the beast. And it's totally, it's totally yeah. happening. It's totally happening. 100%. Well, think of COVID on a psych on a psychological level. You, this is I'm going to put it so elementary for people, is that COVID was a test to push a psychological operation on people to understand that they needed to have something to be a part of society and that you needed to keep your job in order to have this thing to be a part of society and that you could not go into businesses or do anything to basically function in society without a certain thing. If it was either dealing with the masks, if it was either dealing with the the shot you know or right. if it was dealing with all these other things but it got you it got people primed man to see like okay how many people are gonna want this number one but then how many people are gonna bro i have a little story to I, this i have a really sad little story this just happened to me the other day i was talking to an elderly couple really nice people they're christians and they, we were talking, we got into the Bible talk, we got into revelations, we got into this, we got into talking about this. And of course, we ran into the vaccines. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't, you know, these, these big pharmaceutical companies, they just, they just want your money, you know, they just want to, they want to bank on your ignorance. And I didn't really say it that way, because it's really stupid way to say that to somebody that I know pretty much, I'm sure they got the vaccine. Well, they told me they're like, I said, you know, I didn't get the vaccine, because I just don't trust it. And the couple was like, how'd you do that? How did you get away with not getting the vaccine? Oh, my goodness. I'm like, what are you talking about? It was your it was your choice. They're both retired, too. So it's just kind of a stupid thing for them. It's like, you're retired. You don't you don't have any obligation to take this. And they, they're like, oh, I thought we had to. Like, I thought we had to. And they're, tell, they're sitting here talking to me about revelations. And it's not even clicking in their head. And I'm like, wow, that's that's really sad, dude. That's really sad. Yeah, I just so, wanted to say that little story. Sorry. Check this. Well, that that older generation is very yes. much um, like they they have been indoctrinated from forever to if the government says to do something, we do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then nothing against them. Like right. they like that was like people used to trust their government, mm-hmm. and more and more, like it's impossible. Too. Like, if you just open your eyes and use your fucking brain, it's really hard to trust anything the government tells you anymore. Dude, what, what's Clip another it. interesting Clip too? <laughs> um, what's another interesting thing too? Real quick, I'll just make it short. But uh, you know, Jesus says that in the end, in the end days, it would be like the days of Noah. 
And so in the days of Noah, you had where not only the flood that that took place, but like, why did the flood take place? And it's because that the creation got corrupted and it got corrupted on a DNA standpoint. It got corrupted to where when the Bible talks about Noah, it says that he was perfect in his generations. So it's specific saying that he wasn't a part of what was going on in the world. And so if we're talking about corruption of DNA, like talking about, you know, Genesis six angels coming down, baiting with women, you know, if you think they're aliens, this, that, whatever, but the fact that nowadays we have what's called genetic editing. And so it's, it's another agenda that's on, that's, um, you know, it's around the corner. CRISPR. And I don't know how crazy it's going to get in the future, but to me, it seems like we may be entering into like the days of Noah and maybe we might see, you know, visitors come back. But how I think like Hollywood is priming us to be with that is that there are going to be things that possibly come back that possibly interact with, you know, our civilization. And, but I think the, the narrative is flipped and, you know, and I'm biased in this, but I think the narrative is is flipped. The pop culture narrative it has you believing in the opposite direction. And what I mean by that is that when these angels or whoever do kind of come back, that they're going to say they're the good guys and that they're going to be blaming that God's coming you know, or that, you know, the other aliens that are coming back, they're the bad guys. And so, and so <clears throat> there's a, a few movies that kind of stood out to me when I was thinking of this. And one, mo- one show was called The Colony, right? So it's about when, like, good aliens come to Earth and try to warn the, uh, the humans that, hey, bad aliens are on the way. We need to do this, right? And then there's The Avengers, which is like all about like the superheroes, right? Picture mm-hmm. them as, as an alien figure, right? That they have these superpowers and all this other stuff, supernatural abilities. And that Thanos, who's the guy who basically is running the universe, he's the bad guy. But it's flipped. It's psychologically right. flipped. It makes you think one way when... That's a good point. The reality of things is actually the opposite, if that makes any sense. A little bit. And so yeah, he, Thanos is trying to balance out the universe by killing off what half of the right. universe. But 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 that that's what I'm saying. So they want you to think he's killing off, but really like when people get raptured out of here, it's for a good thing. It's it's not for they're going to blame yeah, that's it interesting. on. They, you see it's what inverted. I'm saying? You see, it kinda, oh, totally. it's inverted. It's, inver- it's inverted from the Bible, and that's what the devil does. That's what the Bible says right. the devil does. And that's a right. really good point. I never heard that before. 
That's a really good point because that's exactly what, what happened saying? in the movie. They just all disappeared. They all just it right. was like the rapture. And, and, yeah, and that's a good the, point. The Avengers, who were supposedly the good guys, went to war with the bad guy. Who wow. who is the good guy in reality? In reality, or biblically, you know what you see? And, what I'm saying it's, yeah. it's hard to explain. Well, I mean, there's three theories out there that Thanos was right, especially oh, yeah. if you keep going through the timeline right. and get into the. Uh, what was that other movie that came out with the uh, Immortals or whatever they were? Not Immortals. Like the idea. original gods and like how oh, humans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember the other, mo- the other Mortal movie. I think it's called The Immortals. It came out. Is it The Immortals? I think it's like with Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I think it's called The Immortals. Yeah, maybe. So you're saying that anyway, people but, think that he's yeah. right for so, killing every half the people? Well, so the the theory goes that when the um, you know the giant space fuck I'm fucking this up the giant uh, space deity that like oh yeah 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 you know there's seeds right there yep. so in in Earth inside of Earth there and in many uh, planets there's seeds of the um, like the giant gods right, right? and then they all come back and when that thing comes back. Right, but like humanity feeds on, or the, these seeds feed on the energy of humans. So the more humans there are, mm. the more entity beings and stuff there are, the faster this thing grows. Mm. But once it grows, it's going to destroy planets and universes and shit. Like it eats worlds. Mm. Um, so when Thanos killed everybody off, it stopped from these things from growing, mm. basically, because it took all of its energy source. That does make sense. Was that the same? Is that was it? Marvel, Marvel versus DC. Those are two different. Immortals was Universe. DC. Right? It wasn't. Marvel is not DC. No. No, I know, but that Immortals was DC, I believe. Oh, oh, okay. I'm gonna look up this timeline because now it's bothering me. Regardless, the the movies and Hollywood and music is ran by the devil. Just let y'all know. So yeah, if you don't believe set, me, maybe go down the rabbit setting. hole a bit more and you'll figure it out yourself. Yeah. It's too much to cover on one podcast for sure. Yeah. It's deep. It is deep. It's deep. It's deep. But I mean, look but at Doja I can go Cat. On, I, I can go on forever. <laughs> look with, look uh, at that chick. With more biblical stuff. I could, I oh, could yeah. be here all day, but I'm not going to be Bible thumping anybody harder. So one thing I looked into to kind of discuss what how are these how are how are the topics that we talked about earlier how are these people kind of uh you know getting these predictions how are they looking into where are they it? getting their information yeah where are they getting their information from so i right. looked into some government projects and one of the projects is called project looking glass louis have you heard of this I have, and I—it's drawing a blank on to. What so there's exactly multiple narratives with. Uh, is it, uh, with with it's what not the one is. where they were doing, like cloud busting and shit too, was it? No, no. So it, this there's there's multiple narratives from. Uh, so, the new narrative is an ET narrative that. That basically, according to a whistleblower, I'm going to go through the multiple narratives here and tell me which one do you think is the most plausible. Mine is option two. 
So option one is, according to this whistleblower, Dan Burish, um, he said that basically, uh, you know, technology, that there is technology that shows future uh, probabilities and that this tech uses quantum computers. He also claims that it's a special cube that was given to the U.S. by extra-dimensional beings. Um, he also claims them to be extraterrestrial, so he's going back and forth. Um, is it a tesseract? Dude, dude, a tesseract? I, dude when I, I have it right here. Uh, <laughs> either tesseract or the cube from uh, Damn Trans- Transformers. Remember the cube? Oh, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. The, um, the Allspark. Allspark, dude. The Allspark. Allspark. <laughs> the Allspark. Which I found the movie Eternals. Eternals, Eternals, Eternals. not Immortals. Movie, I, I think there's an Immortals, but I think that's a show. Oh, they, I yeah. think they are a different group of superheroes. Yeah. And so, okay. so uh, this guy, this whistleblower, uh, Dan, he was directed by the military to expose this material. This is what he says in his interviews. Um, what I kind of see with what he's saying is kind of like two truths, one lie. Kind of sounds. It's it. At least that's how I can explain it. So I, I think they're putting a spin on a lot of the purpose and meaning for what he is saying. I do think there is some informational warfare going on with his story. But he basically talks about that ET ETs came here, gave us this cube, and that this cube it has the power through a channeler with, where you sit in this chair, you sit in this seat, and you're wearing all this technology and it's connected to this this cube and that it, the cube basically needs a host to transfer the data uh, through the, the technology that the channeler is wearing and then it displays on a television screen. And so that's his story pretty much. Um, there's another guy, Al Bellick, that also kind of talks about a similar thing. But this is more recent years. But what I found in the 70s was that the government took hundreds of psychics and conducted them in experiments and used them to connect to a quantum computer. And so this, these psychics, there's hundreds of them. The men who stare and at goats, so, is that what that is? Very similar, dude. Dude, very, very similar stuff. Right. And so these psychics would start to channel their information and that information is going through quantum computers. And then it's all going to what's called a controller. And the controller is like the medium, basically, that is 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 the head point that then displays this information onto TV screens. And so the controller, he's actually like he or she, whatever, they're the most experienced and the most highly qualified psychic in this whole process. And they, they channel things, you know, that, you know, earth is giving them, which kind of like lead me back to like the whole ley line thing. They call it Gaia. And so I think a lot of this too has, has to deal with like Tesla technology, especially with, you know, the things that he kind of, brought up and and you know he kind of died and the fbi or cia whatever took all his stuff 
um, along with, you know, Trump's uncle took all his shit, too. <laughs> Trump's, Trump's <laughs> uncle, dude, took all right. his trunk trunks. So they were they were running tests on this new technology and they were running tests on the stock market, on the lotteries and on the fall of the Soviet Union. And so the problem with Project Looking Glass was keeping onto the psychics and holding them and containing them basically for a long period of time. They, the psychics started to kind of understand what the government was using them for. You know, they were probably, you know, government employees, but then they started to feel an immoral aspect to this whole thing that the government was using them for their own use and power. Typical. This is and, very typical. <laughs> and that they were trying to not only use them, but they were trying to also like control the world while using them. Um, and so what happened was is all these psychics, they all started leaving the program. They all started getting out. What year was this? So this was in the 60s and 70s. And so wow. what, Interesting. What, what was another program that came right after this? MKUltra. 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 Sorry. So, so MK Ultra, I think, was a whole revamp of this program mm. because mm. they wanted to not only, you know, bring them into the program at a young age, but they also wanted to raise children in this program so that they can kind of be, you know, indoctrinated into knowing that this is what their purpose is, you know, kind of like born identity stuff. They're they're fed LSD drugs and they're fed all these all these medications and they're you know they're they're just basically well Charles Manson go to Charles yeah. Manson he he was born upon that that whole thing they were giving him LSD to feed everybody yeah. else to yep. mind control yep but this this whole operation was basically to have these people connect to the esoteric realm mm, pretty much mm. so what do you think, think the purpose of that is? Why why connect these people to the esoteric realm? What's the point of that? So they can have so they can use them as the looking glass. Yeah, and I think that the ultimate goal is to see when the end of the world is. Interesting. That's my and theory. Now they know. And now they know. Well, which is funny too in the in the Bible when you're when you're reading through Revelations and you're in chapter six and after the sixth seal, which is basically like the sun goes dark, the moon goes red as blood, and the second coming of Christ is like at hand, that that when when God does come back, that the the merchants, the mighty men, the elites, and it's very specific when the Bible talks about these categories of people. They are the elites. Let's just say that. And that these elites run and hide themselves in the mountains and in the mm. caves, mm. which makes me think of bunkers and makes me think of all this other stuff. But I also think that these elites who have the money to pay for all this and to do this kind of stuff, you know, that they want to know when this time comes so that they can be yeah. safe when it does happen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have an eclipse tomorrow, so... Yeah. If it does eclipse and then doesn't stop eclipsing, probably find a place to hide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's all I got, guys. No, no. That's all I got. All right. Well, I mean, with this kind of stuff, there's so much to talk about, so much more. But yeah, for we've sure. We've been going a while. And you know what? 
This I is... mean, you never really know because all of it can just none of it could be real or correct, or we're just making shit up anyway. So. <laughs> right. That's a beautiful. That's the beautiful thing. See, this is the part about sourcing when you when things when so many things can when you can connect the dots in reality and you go oh that's kind of the same thing a different source a different source a different source and they're all kind of saying the same thing your intuition that's your like natural god-given ability is being able to discern those types of things in my personal opinion and i think one of the reason one of the reasons there everything during covid was so demoralizing is to get you to not trust your intuition and I think that that's a big thing with people. People don't even trust their own instincts anymore. And I think that was yeah. kind of taken away from them in a way. And even the children nowadays, I mean, that's probably, you know, you can kiss that goodbye for a lot of these kids. Yeah. Yeah, probably. We got to start running shit through our third eye. Facts. Right, right. here. Through that pineal gland. I'm telling you, though, if they put, like, if they have us start scanning buttholes, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way I'll do it yeah you're not putting the technology in my palm but if you want to put it in that in my sphincter oh man let's go I like that it's gonna it's gonna be uncomfortable for uh, everybody not, my hand, not just but me take my ass I don't awesome. like that at all yeah blasphemy foosball yeah. for the devil alright well that's gonna conclude this operation this was a uh, cool podcast a lot of a lot of lot of crazy stuff um thank you everyone for tuning in if you've tuned in this long i appreciate it we love you and go ahead follow us on our socials hit us up on youtube we are the wise men on youtube just how our starting and ending screen has it written and uh Dude, isn't it a little different on youtube it is it's like there's some numbers, there's some well, numbers. That, i think that's the at but if you actually type in the wise with just the wise man okay the problem with that is that our old account is still up for whatever reason it was permanently taken off but it's it's not it's still up so when you find the account that has i believe one eight nine five something like that that's our account say the right numbers yeah let's do the right numbers here guys regardless the account that's the real account on youtube has got a lot of a lot more videos on there yeah all right, yeah. everybody. If you see one that's really active, that's the new one. Yes. And then, again, check us out on Punk Farm. There's a couple other podcasts up there that we're talking with. We're going to do some collabs with. Uh, we were recently on the Antihero podcast. Stevie and I went on there and did an episode with him. Look for that. Uh, I know Stevie's been talking with Talks with Taylor. Taylor from Talks with Taylor. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel... Like they're gonna do something really cool soon together. Oh yes. And what's the other one? Whiskey and windage. Whiskey and Windage. Those guys seem really cool. Yeah. I wouldn't mind being on their show. <laughs> so if you're if you hear this, go ahead and invite me because yeah, I wanna be for on sure. <laughs> All righty. All right, everybody. Y'all have a good night. Peace and love. Have a, have a great night. Thank you, chat. Have a good night. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Chicken grease.